Parents, hey, this is Dan Panetti. You may know that May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and this week's interview is with a young PCA teacher named Brittany Andrews, who will share her story about battling depression. Please forgive the underlying static on this episode. I know the information that Brittany shares is worth listening to and worth sharing with others. Please visit the show notes at the end for some recommended resources if you want to know more about battling depression. Now join me for my interview with Brittany Andrews. All right, parents, welcome back to The Journey. This is Dan Panetti, um, and I've got um, a new PCA staff member, Brittany Andrews, with me. Brittany, welcome. Hi, good morning. It's good to be here. Yes, thank you, and thanks for coming over. Um, I know you're normally in the lower school. We're over in the upper school today. Um, Tell us what you do over in the lower school. I am a part of the pre-K-3 team. I love them so much. It is different being over here because I have littles, um, but they are my world. I love teaching them. And it is amazing that when I I see my three and four-year-olds in my classroom and I see a three and four-year-old on the street that's not part of a class, I think mine are so much older because they are able to do routines and the way they pray is powerful and... I am just, I never thought I would do three-year-olds. I really was, you know, headstrong with a little bit older, but God really has just kind of brought me to this team and to this age for a reason that, you know, coming at the end of the year, I look back and see why. Isn't that crazy? Just yeah. Just kind of like, why am I here? And yeah. then all of a sudden you spend a year and you're like, okay, thank you, Lord. Especially since I don't, we don't have kids yet. Uh-huh. I I didn't know how to do some things, and so I was thankful for my aide who has kids, and I just kind of went for her wisdom on, yeah. on some stuff because yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. So you're you're new to teaching. Yes. So okay. Tell, tell us a little bit about your background, kind of how you got here. Perfect. Yeah. So I am, um, I went to Texas Tech. I majored in sport management. I wanted to do like broadcast journalism or even start my own sports camp. Okay. So I, you're going to be like uh, a sports, you know, Aaron Andrews on yes, ESPN. Yes. That was my goal. Okay, I yes. wanted to. And gotcha. um I worked for marketing and promotions at Texas Tech for Neat. all of sports. Awesome. It was the best job. It was, it was so much fun. Did you have to go pick up the tortillas on the football field? No, thankfully, okay. I got to Sorry. see like any celebrity, <laughs> any um, person that yes. needed to be recognized on yes. the court or on the field. I got to help oh, navigate so them. Yes. It was so much fun. And I even got to do the, the air, the um, shooting t-shirts out shooting t-shirts out and yep. walking up on the ceiling and throwing parachutes down no. with gift cards oh. it was so much fun that sounds fun. and so I did that but I um you know I just it wasn't I didn't see myself there for a long term okay. and um especially when I graduated I just didn't know what I wanted to do sure. and so I went into healthcare. I worked with, I'm all over the place. Yeah, I was going to say, wouldn't, healthcare, wouldn't guess that, um, but okay. Similar to like healthcare administration, yeah. I worked with inpatient experience. So we did a lot of um, checking on people and making sure they were happy. And if they weren't happy, how could we fix it? Mm. And so I also ran pet therapy and it was that that part of the job, seeing seeing pets come into the rooms of the children's hospital mm. and the adult hospital. That's yes. It, it really... It just made you want to go every day. Mm. Um, but we ended up moving here. And so I I worked. We were moving here and then COVID hit. And so I had to go get another job because I already quit my hospital job thinking we were moving. And so I went and worked out of school okay. in West Texas and worked there for a year. And that's where I felt 
I really felt the Lord calling me to teaching and everyone was encouraging me there to go be a teacher and how much PCA, you know, if you're moving to this area, you need to check out PCA because I hear, you know, how biblically they are and that they are not just saying that they're Christian, but they're actually acting on their words and, and on the scriptures that they, they present in front of their students. Mm -hmm. And that's what I wanted. And so I was able to meet some great people that could get me connected to, to others at PCA. And here I am. There you are. Yep. A year later. (laughs) So, um, it's interesting because that's not all of your story. Um, uh, you came up to me after a meeting that we had or something, and you told me a little bit more about your story. Um, and you said that you were kind of ready to share it um, because I think it can help other people as well. So um, tell us a little bit more about Brittany and your story and some of the things that you've gone through uh, that you've seen kind of God take you through some difficult times. Yeah, absolutely. So I come from a divorced family. Mm-hmm. My parents were divorced when I was probably... I'm really bad with memory. And so I would say six years old. You were young. Um, I was young. And so when my parents got divorced, I didn't really understand what was happening at the time. But you can know and you can see through um, years later the effect that it can have on Mm -hmm. a child. Um, I don't know if that was the reason, but I, um, when I was 16 years old, I struggled with depression. It was a emotion that I've never felt before because I've always was joyful and I wanted to be friends with everyone and I smiled and you would look at me and you would never expect that. Sure. I um, was just sitting with my parents, my family, my mom did get remarried and um, I have amazing Christian stepdad who has helped me through this process. But I, um, yeah, I was sitting there one night and I just felt, I felt this weight of, I don't, I'm not worthy. Mm. Um, I'm not, what's the point of me being here? And I had no idea what to do. I remember walking, we were watching TV as a family. And I remember walking up to my, my room and getting down on my knees for the first time. in I don't know how long, because I was not, I would, we would go to church, but I wouldn't say that I was, um, committed. And so I remember the only Bible I had in my room was my baby Bible. Mm. And I remember being on my knees and putting it in between my hands and just praying to the Lord. You know, the, if if you're real, like if this is true, then help heal me because I have no idea what's going on. Bring me someone I can talk to. And that following week, Wednesday night youth group, I went and we were worshiping. And I remember... I remember him telling me, and this is a, a really big point in my life where I remember the Holy Spirit talking to me because I, I don't feel like I can, I get that spiritual power from him. I get it in other ways, but um, I do remember recognizing that voice and telling, he was telling me, you need to go talk to Ashley. And she was a worship leader. Okay. And I thought, why? I don't want anyone to know what I'm going through. I don't see, I can do this on my own. I, I don't need that. Um, but it was this tug of, of just force go. Go. being pushed <laughs> towards her. Yeah. And so afterwards I called her over and we sat in a room and, um, I just told her what's been going on. I was currently battling it. And she told me a few, she just got through with that journey mm. a year ago and I could cry because I just think that, you know, it's so powerful to be vulnerable mm-hmm. even when you don't want to because you don't know who else has been through that and they can walk through that with you yep. and so I 
I knew I wasn't alone in that moment. And she helped me um, carry on to accepting the Lord to be my, my savior at 16 years old. Um, and knowing that I, I can't do this on my own, Yeah. but also like, I don't want to do it on my own anymore. Yeah. And so You're made for community. Yeah, right? that's, the exactly. whole, that's the whole point. I'm thinking of a verse that's interesting. Um, cause I, I don't want to interrupt the story. Um, but, uh, when God says that he's the God of all comfort and he comforts mm-hmm. us so that we can comfort others. Mm-hmm. And I always love that idea of, you know, um, a lot of times people feel like they're journey their difficulties their struggles right in a sense it's like you know here's what god's done in my Mm -hmm. life and i'm always like that's so incredible but the cool thing is is that you get to share that with other people and you can help other people who are going through something similar or at least you have a greater empathy for people going through difficulties because you've been through something so that's one of the right right one of the great things about the body right is um, when you get connected to other people and you realize oh my goodness like i'm not the only person mm-hmm. i'm not the only one who struggled with this or who struggled with that or who made this particular error and, and you look at it and you realize well, you know welcome to the journey we're mm-hmm. we're all in it together and so mm-hmm. you got to connect with uh, a young lady who helped you mm-hmm. um was it like a an immediate you know you got out of depression and you were back you know to kind of like you know bright and sunny or was it a was it a longer process to kind of get it to where you felt like you were kind of more comfortable yeah so that's a good segue into kind of four years later I I do remember it kind of being quick and mm-hmm. being like a healing quickness I was also about to go off to college so there were so many things that sure. I had joy yeah. and I was excited for and I could see the future right um four years later I went through I had so many high moments in college mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't really have many lows just because I was working all the time with sports and I was in a sorority. I was involved in a lot of things. Um, I graduated college. I was working with the athletic department, getting paid $10 an hour. And I had to support myself financially, how to live. I lived with five girls. Um, and so I never got any sleep Mm. in, um, I I remember also too comparing myself like being a Christian with my roommates because we were all going to the same church and sure. when when I didn't go to something um they went to I didn't feel uh, equipped enough wise right. enough and um that comparison game uh, that will get you and that's it's a, it's a losing game every time yep. comparison yep. is the thief of joy yes. and I think that moment right there is when I hit my second spiral and this one was a lot worse than the first one because I couldn't shake it Mm. I don't know why I thought oh I can do it I've done it before it's easy um but this time I I I couldn't and I don't know it was a little deeper so these suppression thoughts were were suicidal thoughts um I do not know where they came from I um I did no, I didn't want to do it alone. Mm-hmm. And so I did reach out to my roommates and kind of just sat sat down with them and wanted to ask for prayer. I knew that that was the only thing that could help me even just in this, you know, get sleep that night just yeah. to help me get through this, this moment, this like, it felt like a weight just hit me in that moment because I, I came out of nowhere. Yeah. And so I asked for prayer when they got home and they really encouraged me to go to counseling And I just grew up, you know, strong family, lots of people. And even nowadays, counseling is talked out in like a 
negative way. Oh, something's wrong with you. You're broken. You don't, why are you going to counseling? Oh, I can't be friends with you because you're going to counseling. And I just, you know, if you haven't been through that, then like, I encourage you, even if you don't have anything going on in your life, go to counseling. Like it is, it it was the biggest blessing in my life. And a biblical counselor is what I saw. And she, um, really, really encouraged me to, scripture memorize Mm -hmm. and I never did that before and so my verse that I I would say every time I got those thoughts back and forth back and forth back and forth is 2nd Timothy 1 7 for God has not given me a spirit of fear but of power of love and a sound mind and I I would repeat that every single day to me and I still do sometimes And, and that verse got me through the two years I struggled with that, um, I was on medication, went to a psychiatrist. Um, and again, you know, that is talked down upon, but I, I encourage it for those that, you know, have found other outlets and can't get rid of it. I think that it is, it is not, it's not something sinful to do. I think that when you are on medication and you are doing it in a, you know, a way that is honoring to the Lord and knowing that, you know, I'm, I'm doing this because I trust you, but I need, I need actually, I need help. And, you know, I think that that's okay. Yeah. Um, well, Paul writes about how we're body, soul, and spirit. <coughs> mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes we forget that the body is an important aspect of that. Exactly. And there are physical aspects to our body. Yeah. The, the, the amazing thing I always think about is, right, you know, because of the fall, mm-hmm. um, you know, our human body, our minds, right, and even, you know, our physical body, right, is, is broken and it's fallen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's not where it's supposed to be. And I think sometimes we forget that idea of if somebody's coming along and just saying, you know, that this is just a part of your mind and you mm-hmm. need to think different thought, right? It's like, well, there's, a, there's an aspect of your body that's a, that's a part of what your mind does with it. Exactly. And so, you know, getting in and getting good help and having people mm-hmm. um, making sure that you're getting the help mm-hmm. that you need, um, and, you know, regulating that and not just trying to do everything mm-hmm. on your own is such an important aspect of that. Um, I, I love when mm-hmm. you did say, though, that um, it was a weight, mm-hmm. the word that you used. So when um, June Hunt, we had June Hunt come and talk to our students about the issue of depression mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Uh, and that's what she said is like, I mean, think if you think about the word depression, right, she's like, take a pillow and put yeah. a bowling ball on it. Yeah. Right. And then when you take it off, usually the pillow comes back to form. Mm-hmm. Right. And she's like a depression is when it just doesn't come back to form. Mm -hmm. Right. It's depressed. It's Mm -hmm. it's sunk down and you feel like there's just a weight on you and you don't know where it is or how to get it off or how to get out of it. Right. But you just feel this kind of like this weight, Mm -hmm. um, this darkness. And you're like, what what do I do with that? So that was a, a, you know, a fantastic description to kind of put back Mm -hmm. in my mind of like, that's right. That's what June said it was. Um, and so that that's helpful, I think, as you know, as parents, it may not be something that you really necessarily see on Mm -hmm. the outside. Um, if you're dealing with like a son or a daughter and they're like, you know, you know, what's, what's wrong? You can immediately tell it's like, sometimes you don't, um, but a person feels that on the inside, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's, I just don't see the world the same way as before. Mm-hmm. And I don't see myself the same way as before. And so what would you say to somebody, um, you know, who, um, is like experiencing that concept, right? Like just, you know, I feel that weight. I know what she's talking about. What would you say to that person? Um, you know, you've already said get help, mm-hmm. right? Um, open up and talk to other people. Anything else? I would say, you know, persevere. Okay. Keep going Keep because going. I, there, the Lord has, you know, I don't remember that verse, but it talks about like, you don't understand what I'm doing now, but one day you will. Mm. And so when you are in the midst of the suffering, that's not your end. That's not, that's, you're not going to be there forever. 
and and that's good and that's what's really really brings like the hope that you need is knowing that that God has a reason for it and he is going to use that and use your testimony to help save someone else's life in the future and that's what you know I like I've been able to do I've always asked my question like why me why me Lord like anyone else that is you know out there and mean and all kinds of stuff and I've got to the end of it where I'm like why not me you know I'm able to conquer this I'm able to to um defeat defeat these lies and, and conquer them with truth and so those that are struggling with this like go to your bible memorize scripture every single time you have a thought poke it back with scripture yeah and and that's the importance of it because when you are constantly repeating truth back to you there's no room for lies there's no room for for defeat and um envy and comparison like that is a thief, and you cannot let that steal you. That's you good. cannot let that take you away from from what the what the Lord's purpose is in your life. Mm-hmm. That you are going to build relationships with people in five, ten years that you don't know yet, and you're going to have a family if you don't have a family. Your your kids are going to have a family. There's so much life to give, and you can't be stuck where you are. Yep. And I think that's that's just so valuable to know that your your you have a purpose yeah. and that's not you're not ending right there like yeah. you're not ending in your suffering and to know that your suffering is is hard i understand that mm-hmm. it's hard and difficult but it's also beautiful because you get to grow and you, you i mean you come out of the suffering you are never gonna be the same yeah and you are going to be a stronger more mature um faithful follower of Christ that you have been praying to be, um, that you've wanted to be, that you have seen other people be, but those people that you see have gone through suffering and they're able to testify that because they know, they know the Lord's hand was on them. That growth comes through that suffering. Now you did say to me earlier, um, that your husband, Mm -hmm. um, was a helpful process or a helpful mm-hmm. you know for you to process what what did your husband do right um that was helpful to you uh, as you were going through difficult days so i think the biggest thing for either spouse male or female that mm-hmm. is struggling with depression is to be honest and i and even if you feel like you don't want them to carry your burden like that that's what they're here for right. you know they married you for yeah. you the two shall become one exactly exactly and my husband actually was going i told him when we were dating that i was currently going through the the clinical depression mm-hmm. um and i remember him saying that he want he he just loves me so much he wants to walk through that with me and that's where i was like I'm marrying you. Yep. You're, you're it. <laughs> you're coming. Yep. So I, um, I knew from the beginning that he was ready for the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I would encourage you to find someone, anyone that's out there looking or, you know, praying for their spouse, make sure they are faithful to the Lord because he would, um, anytime I asked for prayer, I, he would stop what he was doing and pray for me. And, that is what I needed. Mm-hmm. I needed someone to sit there and pray for me. And there was a there was a season where it was every single day. I, I just, I needed it every single day and multiple times a day. And that's what you need. You need to look for someone that's not going to, you know, that's going to put you first. Right. And um, 
know that okay this is what you're going through and I need to be here for you and and then vice versa whenever that time comes for them like you you will have that to, to navigate off of and to say okay all right let's do this let's let's pray for you um and so he helped me take that load off of myself I was able to get off medication I was able to um we were able to seek a different kind of community mm-hmm. with with couples and um just mentors and you know old generational community and so i just i'm just i'm so thankful for him yeah well Brittany, i appreciate you um being open and honest and wanting to share your story because i think um, the idea of sharing your story isn't just so that people get to know you Mm -hmm. um, but it's to encourage and to inspire and to challenge um you know other christians in their walk as well um and hopefully uh, i think to help to realize that you don't know where somebody else is. Um, I know some people when um, they're going through difficult times that um, isolation, pulling away from people is kind of the normal mm-hmm. reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your encouragement is for people if you're struggling with something, not to do that, mm-hmm. um, but to lean into the relationships, you know, create those before difficult days come because they're coming. Um, and then mm-hmm. lean into those relationships and allow people to kind of walk through this journey mm-hmm. with you. Anything else you'd mm-hmm. say to our parents about it? Yes, I think, you know, when I told my mom um, the second time around, I never told her about the first one okay. until the second time, but um, she was broken. Yeah. She, was, she was hurt because she wanted to be able to fix it and to help that. And just I want you to know as parents that, like, it's not your job. And I think that sometimes you have to let go of being the one that is there for your children because I went and reached out to a friend because I felt the Holy Spirit telling me to do that. And I didn't go tell my family and that's okay. As long as they're talking to someone and someone and they're getting truth spit back to them. And, um, and it's not a worldly, a worldly conversation. You're you're talking to the family of God, (laughs) brothers and sisters in Christ, not just parents. Exactly. So parents, I think that's a, that's a great reminder, right? Your job is to always point your kids to Christ. Um, sometimes they come back to you for wisdom and advice, mm-hmm. and sometimes they go to other yeah. brothers and sisters as long as they're getting truth mm-hmm. um, and they're exactly. getting right, the, the wisdom that they need from God's word. That's that's what you want to do. So that's a good yep. word for our parents. Yep. Good. Well, Brittany, I that's appreciate it. your time and appreciate the story. And <laughs> thank you. Thank you for sharing it with us. Thank you.